Hello all, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling. I'm David. I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling. And I sang death, death, devil, 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 evil, 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 evil songs. Hell, you know that's how I get along. I don't know what you're singing, so. Well, death, death devil devil evil evil song. yeah i don't know or, i don't know where that's i don't know where that's from well you um, don't need to because because it doesn't matter where it's from what it matters is what it's about which is you know death death devil 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 evil 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 because because the, the temples are all about death right now it's a darker place yeah all right all right yeah cool. yeah uh, yeah yeah because it's bill mortez a thousand deaths death death devil devil evil evil you know yeah, so we're continuing on with Lucha Underground Season <laughs> 2 tonight. Oh, oh. motherfuckers politicking backstage. No sold, no sold my song. Oh that's, god. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kick out at 3.1, all right? That's, <laughs> that's finished. Um we last time we were here, we watched season two, episodes three and four. The hunt is on and Saro Miedo. And matches happened, but mm. I feel like the, who cares? Because we got lore dumped multiple times, and they were oh all god. insane. Oh my god! Secret undercover police, time traveling spacemen, uh, uh, snakes. The retconned in secret undercover cop angle was the third most ridiculous lore dump of the episodes. Oh my god. I love it. No, I hope it gets goofier from here. I hope it's all all pedal to the metal from here on out. No, no breaks, no nothing. We 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 are at Lucha Underground has hit its stride, okay? We we had our like we discussed, we had our first season that, you know, it kind of brought people in. And now that like they have their solid, their solid platform, their solid ratings, they're like, fuck it, in for a penny, in for a pound. Who who cares? Just it's it's the it's like that one fucking key and peel sketch where it's like the the uh the writer's room for gremlins too and it's like sexy gremlin that's a gremlin now it's it's like it that's that's the pitch room for lucha underground uh secret undercover cop that's a lucha now yeah <laughs> time traveling spaceman that's a lucha now so let's just open with the lore um yes. we learned last time that a thousand years ago it was prof you know an ancient aztec chieftain was mm-hmm. like the tribes must be united in order to stop the great evil that is coming but they can't stop warring but they can't stop warring with each other damn but sometime in the future well, an opportunity will arise and aerostar has a, who is a time traveler as we learned yes as he was there in 11 in the 11th century Azteca and is like, all right, I'm going to go to where I'm going to go to the future. When we, the opportunity to unite the tribes comes again, Aerostar and he blasts still off like, into space, still looking like goofy ass, uh, uh, Iron Man luchador in, in 11th century Azteca. I have to wonder if like he actually did time traveling or he just did like a bunch of like, space flight meandering to like make the light years pass to come back to earth at the right time so you're so instead we're suggesting he is like presumably immortal 
and he just fucked around in the in the in the in the in the vastness of space for a thousand years. Are you saying this makes any less sense than any of the other lore that we've been dumped on recently? I suppose it could work. It could it could work. Look, if we have a fucking reincarnated dragon man who is pretty immortal himself and still somehow loses matches and a zombie man who still manages to get an arm broken and a mortal super mega evil scary monster powerful zombie man who still manages to get his arm broken i think we can have a mid-card immortal space traveler from you know future. actually I, I, it's always a bad it's always a risky time we open the pandora's box that is dragon lore in this series but now that you mention it how old is Drago supposed to be? When, yeah, like, did, when did we poach the dragons to extinction? Yeah, that's a good point. Was was it? I assumed it was like an ancient Azteca problem, but fuck, who knows? Maybe it was only like back in the eighties or some shit. <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna. All right, I mean, we're just gonna accept right now that the reason there are no more dragons is ronald reagan that is what we're gonna say <laughs> yes right now yes this is ronald reagan's fault head cannon obviously obviously it was ronald part reagan. of you remember the war on drugs but you forgot about the <laughs> war on dragons ronald reagan said all the uh, all the hellfire will trickle back down to the dragons. Spoiler alert, no the fuck it didn't. He gave supply-side dragonomics? Yeah! Is that what you're saying that, that Ronald Reagan <laughs> supported? And that's how all the dragons died, right? Because, <laughs> because, because Ronald Reagan malnourished them with with supply side dragonomics but but drago managed to i don't know fucking hoard enough of the resources for himself to survive it just, is he is he the is he the 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 draco bourgeois is that how oh, he managed we, we to have, make we it we haven't considered that perhaps drago was part of the one percent of dragons oh and there are only a hundred of them so he's the only one <laughs> he is the one percent he's quite he is the one yeah he, he i don't want to think that, that drago was potentially a ronald reagan supporter so well we, gonna, we i think we got to cut this off this right here to be Austin, safe. i think we might need to i think we might need to start considering that <laughs> drago ronald reagan sip anyway anywho <laughs> uh other things that we learned on this episode that aren't just shit we just made up right now um <laughs> I swear to God, we're not improving this, guys. Is that is that Mister uh, is is Cortez Castro, as we have come to learn him, is actually Robbie Reyes, undercover cop, <laughs> and <laughs> he has been trying to build a case against Dario Cueto for the past year, but his police chief is like, "You're you're getting nowhere, and you're too close to the case." We got to send another guy in. And who we send in is his alleged rapist, Joey Ryan. Yeah. He's coming in here. That's unfortunate. Alleged rapist who plays a sex pest on TV, Joey Ryan. Oh, yikes. Oof, and also Owie. 
and 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 also Eef Ooh Yeah, but apparently he tried to have draw he had tried to have um uh Dario arrested for uh the murder of Bale and the police chief was like, We got bigger fish to fry than just the fu- than the murder of a street punk. Yeah, I don't understand like Fucking take your chance where you can get them. Like right now, we are in the we are. This we is are, this is this the... is abs- This absolutely feels like if if in the thirties, the federal the federal the the feds were like, fuck that tax evasion shit for Al Capone. We yeah, got bigger fish to fry. We're literally we're literally on the precipice of like getting Donald Trump for like minor campaign finance fraud problems like fucking take what you could get my guy if, yeah. if you have a man if you have a witness to murder on your police force just do that just do that shit make it happen right like if he goes to jail for the murder of some random street thug that is just as good as if he went to jail for whatever you're hoping to send him to jail for which I still don't understand what exactly they're trying to send him to jail for. Like I have I have theories from what I vaguely remember. Like but... murdering people. Because I don't think they're interested in or even fully believe the occult shit that he's into. So like I don't know. But like I... he got him on murder. Mm-hmm. But it's been too long for me. I don't quite remember the uh what they're trying to get him nail him for. Well, whatever it is, I'm Sure, it'll be worth the wait, and I'm sure it'll make complete sense why they just bring didn't just bring him in on murder one when it comes to bail. Yeah, the extremely easy the the evidence you have you have as much evidence as you're gonna get that bail died. But Austin, you you don't understand. He's in too deep. Reyes is in too deep. Yeah. So now I mean, we, we don't know, but he's in too deep. We've completely recontextualized Cortez Castro's. Uh, relate uh you know relationships within the temple and now joey ryan is also here ostensibly to to also be an undercover cop but he's a really bad one so he's 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 awful and i i think it's just he's he's just got a a a very inappropriate misused boner Mm -hmm. uh finally we also while uh ray mysterio and el dragon azteca jr were doing some training montage we learned that Way back in the day, the original Isle Dragon Azteca and Dario Cueto Sr. Uh, had a had had a dream of a return to the original Aztec warfare, but now done under prop with honor with the honor of Lucha Libre. Uh, and yes. but Dario Sr. got a little too into the occult and appeasing the dark gods. And Damn. he got into the dark magics and he sacrificed his infant son, Matanza, so that a god may inhabit his body. Yeah, yeah who, whoever wrote this shit is just, is just, I, 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 I'm glad, I'm glad you are a fan of the works of H.P. Lovecraft, buddy. Keep, <laughs> keep it up. No, fucking, uh, you, you let one guy, you let what you delegate the the occult contact responsibilities to one guy, and all of a sudden it's that is not dead, which can't eternal lie all the goddamn time. And god damn it, son of a bitch! So god, why, this is why you can't trust the groups in group projects. True. Is you True. got you, you, you always have to have you always have to have like you know an oversight committee or whatever. Ugh. Yeah, and again, shockingly, despite the fact that we're talking about like 
infant sacrifice and dark evil magics. El Dragon Azteca does in fact like stop working with Dario, but it's not like a, I can never trust you again. You are a monster that must be defeated kind of a way. It's like a, you know, our interests are no longer aligned. So I think it would be in our best interest to mutually <laughs> depart. El Dragon Azteca put in his two weeks notice. Yeah, like... It was a very amicable split up, despite the dark magic shit. But once you once you sacrificed your son's soul to to, to house an eldritch demon, I, I realized that this company was going in a different direction than my own personal goals. Yeah, but they made a pact to never ever encroach on each other's territories, and Dario sealed it with dark magic, whatever the fuck that means. I don't and even so know. that is why there was the big hullabaloo about like el dragon azteca stepping into the temple and then el dragon azteca getting murdered in the temple yeah it's because we're but now i want to know where el... magical packs are being violated here i know i want to know where el... i, I want to know where the fuck el dragon azteca's turf is i also so so like and and if, if will will dario ever go there who knows i would love to see if like that shit gets visited from the earth side also i want to know exactly how the dark magic determined like what the turf is like does it does it like form fit to a building or whatever like does it form fit to the temple or is it just a radius and like el dragon second like could accidentally cross it and then just like kill over a heart attack because i feel like you would i feel like it's i feel like it's almost intent based like you kind of have to know because like what like because apparently this pact works with dario jr even though he wasn't the one involved and like yeah. Dario has only had this temple for a year and yeah. apparently it still fits under the temple logic. So under the magic health magic. So I kind of feel like it's almost like intent, based, like good faith intent based, like very nuanced devil contract. Like you, you know what? Like you I... can't, like you can't just bullshit and be like the whole world is I, I consider my that. territory. Ah, but it, like but it is that. willing to like abide. It is willing to like abide by what you consider your turf as a criminal enterprise. Dario Cueto Senior got in touch with Beelzebub Esquire to to finalize all the details of this. Oh yeah, contract. get that may break down the the property. An initial here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, he's he he the greatest dark magic of all bureaucracy. <laughs> oh no, contract law. That's what he signed it with. As someone who's dating a lawyer who is bitched nonstop about contracts class, even years after taking it, I I know I know I guess secondhand how how dark and evil that shit is, man. It's 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 awful stuff. You don't want to go anywhere near that. Your soul gets it's it's a whole thing. Yeah. So matches that happened on this show mm. is Cobra Moon debuted and defeated Bengala. Uh. A little rough around the edges as uh, Cobra yeah. Moon is leaning really heavy into I'm a snake. I'm a snake. Mm -hmm. uh, Jack Evans defeated Drago and now believes that he, in fact, is the Dragon Slayer. He's like, I invented dragons, actually. <laughs> I invented dragons so that I could kill them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Cuerno, King Cuerno was offered by uh, uh, Katrina to have one oppor last opportunity at Phoenix and to like murderize him and you don't even have to be you don't even have to put your title on the line 
and he faces Phoenix in a last luchador standing match and then proceeds to lose. Yes, which is great. Pretty sick way to lose, though, to be honest. You know, fall oh, off a God. ladder into a table. That was sick. That was so fucking sick, dude. That was a, that was a wild-ass match. I was super here for that. Yeah. Uh, then we had on Hel- uh, the, um, the menage a trois of brutality, brutality. defeating Angelico, Ivelisse, and Son of Havoc, defeating the new crew, Chavo, Cisco, and Cortez Castro. Um, they, the, but then, and then the crew bickers, it looks like they're going to break up as just as quickly as they began as a group. But mm. then don't worry, Tejano is here to make sure this group stays united against a common enemy. Oh, Isn't yeah. Great. Yay, Tejano's back. Oh, Yay. yeah. Also, Tejano got in a bar fight, but it was cool because the bartender is a big Lucha Underground fan. So, and, and had fine. a fucking bullwhip ready to go for him. Yeah, God so it's sense, all man. good on that. Yay, the guys I care most about. Tahano Cage, Cage beat the ever-loving fuck out of Joey Ryan. He and that did. was hilarious. That felt good to see. We love us some Cage, and we hate us some Joey Ryan. So you know what? I'm here for it. But after the match, uh, Johnny Mundo attacked Cage and then got his ass kicked as well. Uh, K- Mundo's going to need some backup. I think I think he needs some help here because I, I, I don't know where one is not working. Help. He's like the most unlikable bastard. How can you like, look, I love me some Mundo, but I know everyone else fucking hates him. So like mm-hmm. who, who are we going to get? And then Prince Puma, uh, after being mocked for uh, Conan's m- murder. Ha, your mentor is dead loser. Uh, and he's also in hell. That I feel and like that was a, the I feel like that was the impl- implied what she was just saying. But yes. it's like you, she's your mentor is dead and also is in hell. And also so, he's in hell. Fuck you. Everything you stood for is a lie. Uh he faces Pentagon Jr. And despite Vampiro begging Pe- Va- Pentagon to stop fucking around, he fucked around and then he found out. And by found out, I mean lost. <laughs> The worst way to find out. Yeah, he Vamp- lost Vampiro, who's done a complete fucking 180 on in the first couple episodes, not wanting to say a goddamn word about Pentagon, is now, like, just sucking him off on commentary constantly. So, like, that's... I'm sure we're going to get more development on whatever the fuck is going on between the two of them, you know. I know they got, like, I hope, a whole... I hope, every, I hope every two episodes he changes his opinion on <laughs> Me Pentagon too. Jr. Fucking, fucking v- Vampiro put on his Facebook, his Facebook profile, his relationship status. It's complicated. Yeah. Uh, but, and then after the match, Puma threatened to break Pentagon's arm, but then decided not to and just gloat about the fact that if I wanted to, I could have broken your arm. Absolutely. I, ho- I want you to remember that. What a virtuous man. And then, as we end the episode, uh, uh, Sexy Star is... We see Sexy Star running down the hallway and runs into Willie Mac. And she's like... And she's like, Moth did this to me. And it's not him. Moth. Her. And we get... We, we, we haven't seen her, but it, Marty's sister has, at the very least, followed Sexy Star back to the temple. Man, that shit's so weird. I don't know what the fuck they're going for with that whole Marty the Moth is a, like, creepy, preppy kid with a crazy, maybe deformed sister. 
I don't know where the fuck they're going with that, but it's going to get interesting. So tonight we are watching only one episode this time. You oh. Know, to, to stretch out ourselves. I like I like that we did season one in two years. It's like, what if we did two years for every season? Uh, season two is significantly shorter at only 29 yeah. episodes. 26. 26 episodes. Ooh. As opposed to the f- uh, 39 that was in season one. Uh, so... We are going to be spending the next several times of Lucha Underground only doing one episode at a time here. Uh, oh, yes. Probably nice for those of you who are listening and hoping that we wouldn't have another three-hour podcasts. <laughs> We're, we, do, we do this for you, people. Yeah. So, tonight is episode five, season two, episode five, The Machine. <gasps> KG Boy! I love it. Yeah, so the the uh, what our uh, our uh, Wikipedia episode descriptor says is Johnny Mundo battles the machine cage, and Tejano returns for revenge against Chavo Guerrero and the crew. Sure, one of those is exciting. One of these is very exciting. The other is Chavo Guerrero and and uh, and Tejano. Yeah. So, if you would like to watch along with us, I mean, you, Amazon is an option. They all the seasons are available on uh, on uh, I believe I'm pretty sure Amazon Video. I'm pretty sure carries it. I know I'm pretty sure. Yes, yeah. Apple up a hundred percent carries all the seasons. Um, of course, of course, you know, as an option. Was all laughing. Yeah, as an option. You know, there. If, if you go looking in certain air corners of the internet, you can find it. Yo ho! Yeah, it's unfortunate that that Tubi no longer carries Lucha Underground. Boo! Fuck Tubi! Fuck Tubi! For, well, you know, hold on to that for a couple more weeks. We'll we'll cycle back to that. Oh. Are we unfucking Tubi because Un- of the we are un- we are unfucking Tubi for something, but that uh, is that is that foreshadowing is for uh, a couple weeks oh, from now. Oh, uh, all right. So, uh, again, we will be back in the back half to discuss Luch Underground season two, episode five. Hell yeah! And we are back. We have finished Lucha Underground season two, episode five. The machine. It got weirder. How did it get weirder? You know, I halfway through the episode, I was I was preparing mentally in my head how I was gonna open talking about this. And I was gonna be like, you know, sometimes things are a little bit fillery, and you know, and that's okay. And and you know, we when we watch two episodes at a time, it's easier to kind of not see the filler stuff as Mm -hmm. filler. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then the back half of the episode happened and everything kind of went insane. Yeah. Oh my God. It got weirder. It, it, uh, how, how did that happen? Dario Cueto started talking to black Lotus and I'm like, Holy goddamn. My God, dude, fucking Kyle was watching with me earlier. And he, I, I was just like, he and I were both laughing at some of the absolutely wild shit that was going on. I, I, wrote down Dario Cueto's monologue word for word. How did I, I know you sure would? How did I know you would? 
this okay <laughs> because you know that i love doing these long quotes on this podcast yes, and you do. Yes, this is this I, is it's so funny villain, i write down this is a villain origin story I, I i i just write down these like vague jokey paraphrases and you're like we're getting this shit in totality i'm getting we're getting it needs to be heard Everyone needs to hear this entire speech it's word so for word. Fuck. It's so fucking. Oh my god! It, it's 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 yeah. All right, yeah. We'll it's get not there. even the first one of the episode because we open with Pentagon Junior in the dojo, b- uh, bowing to them to the master. Yes. Uh. Real real quick. We we well we start with like a recap of everything we've done so far. I just want to like make a comment off the bat of like man. This episode that's, you know, the main event is Johnny Mundo versus Brian Cage. I I love Johnny Mundo still. He's still a good guy in my heart. But also, like, I can't deny he does make for a really great, like, vain heel. Like, he plays that role really well. He, um, he so does. And one of my favorite things about his heel transformation is, like, you can tell he's a prissy heel now because he wears pink. He is getting into his pink here. Yes. He he wears pink. He's not wearing all black. So that means he's a prissy, pretty boy heel, and we should all hate him. Fuck that yeah, man! Fuck How that dare guy. he? How yeah. dare he wear pink? Yeah. So back in the dojo, is the master explains that Ian Hodgkinson had uh, he locked Van the Vampiro away in the bat in the dark corner of his mind, but what Ian hadn't managed to realize is that Vampiro was still the one in control here, and. Ian just believed they were the voices in his head. And the dark the master was look sought out an apprentice to carry on his work as well as to free him from Ian's mind so he could take full control once again. So they're kind of they're kind of explaining this like vampiro Ian Hodgkinson dynamic here. Yeah, so Vampiro clearly hasn't been taking his meds. No. No, he hasn't he is, been taking he, his he meds. He is the master again. This entire time. Yeah, so much for that, like, early, I don't want to talk about Pentagon. Nope, he's back. Somewhere, sometime in, the, sometime in there, he stopped taking. I, I, I'm willing to say he tried the antipsychotics for, like, a week. And Man. Then, by then, and then Vampiro came back Man, it sure, it sure would have been cool to like actually see any of that journey uh, just as much as it would have been cool to see him actually like spending time in that psych ward or like figure out how and he got there look uh, i'm 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 perfectly willing to say that a big problem with this whole storyline is they just don't do enough of that on screen i, I honestly forgot this promo even happened i mean it was a good promo but like couldn't we have seen any of him like wrestling <laughs> with his like feelings over this instead of just being like one week? No, I don't, I don't, I don't want anything to do with that Pentagon guy. Then the next episode, he's like sucking Pentagon off on commentary. And this episode, he's like, I'm back, baby, and I'm crazier um, than ever. I'm wondering if it, if like Vampiro didn't want to do a bunch of the, the pre tape stuff or the, or the producers felt like. They didn't want to put a lot of time into Vampiro as an as a part time at best wrestler for that well, kind I of think, thing. I think, I think a lot of it is just like they they have too much to juggle in like forty five minute increments. Yeah, and they and they just decided that the, the Vampiro arc for a guy who is just a commentator 
and a, in a vague sense of the word, a manager. Um, yes. They, I guess, you know, they look at that and they say that's the least essential thing to like show on screen because he's not, he's not getting back in the ring. Ah, you know, people will get the gist. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's whatever. The story is not about him. It's about Pentagon. Yes. So we don't need we like it, we can afford to skimp through it. But it sucks because yes, it's such an interesting story. I know, and I feel like he would have acted it. I feel like he would have acted it like you know well. So mm-hmm. eh, whatever. Whatever. Um, but it all after Vampiro oh, oh, origin oh, monologues. He like tells Pentagon that you cannot, you need to just never stop until you get what you want. Let nothing get in your way, not even her. Her? Her? Oh it God, there's more to, lore. It, it pans to Katrina. So. Oh, that's wait, that's Katrina. Yeah, that was Katrina. Oh, I. That I sets like up the old... thing. That sets up the thing he does later. Uh, oh, I it's an it old like... timey picture of her as of her in a in a newspaper looking thing, but that's oh. Her. Okay, I thought it was some like lost lady love or something. No, that, like it was looked like a locket picture. Okay, all right. I was like, what? The- oh my god! Why are we adding ex- even more lore shit? Uh, no, no. It okay. was he saw. He was talking about Katrina. It's Katrina. Okay, that makes it. That makes it a little bit better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. We then cut to you know actual commentary. Uh. Where we see Vampiro. Uh. Wearing glasses. Definitely trying to like. Clark Kent his way through being Ian Hodgkinson. I wonder if the fact that he calls himself Vampiro on commentary had any negative effects on his mental health, giving our understanding of the Vampiro Ian Hodgkinson dynamic now. Well, I mean, there is there is plenty of uh, of of psychological research to indicate that like even small little tokens like that can affect your psyche and deeply influence mm-hmm. your subconscious. But um, nah, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure that had nothing to do with it. It was all rip, in good fun, just a fun nostalgic callback to his old persona yeah. as a wrestler. Rip Ian Hodgkinson, who's like, I gotta use the stage name that everybody knows me by, but that's also the name of the dark evil personality I have in my brain. <laughs> Is, was the evil personality like duality thing ever something that was like played up during his actual career? No, this is a loose <laughs> underground exclusive. Of course it is. God damn it, Rob Rod. I, I mean, mean he always. I mean, he always played himself as like this dark, demented, damaged weirdo in his regular career. Yeah, but, but like, fits, but like, but... you just kind of assume that he's an emo, you know? Like, yeah, he's just some emo, but no, he's, it's, it's a lot darker than that. Classic Lucha Underground. Classic Lucha Underground. We got to make everything ten times darker. And also, what the fuck kind of loser is named Ian Hodgkinson anyway? Anywho. So the first match of the show is Jack Evans. Uh, before Jack, Melissa can announce Jack, he takes, he wrestles the microphone away from her because he's like, get, 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 we're done with amateur hour here. Let a professional handle it. Yes. And he gets so apparently, I guess he 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 invented announcing to ring announcing. Yeah, he gets he gets up on the turnbuckle and the crowd's booing when he's like, "Quiet down! The hero you never knew you had is about to speak." Jack Evans is better than you, and you know it. He he spits some bars, honestly. Cuts like this vitriolic promo against like Drago and mm-hmm. and how he's the best and he's the Dragon Slayer. Yada yada yada. He's talking a lot of mad shit, and then and, you know, and extolling his own virtues in the process. Um, and then he then he hands the mic back to Melissa and goes, "That's how you do your job." Which the, the announcer is supposed to cut promos against wrestlers and extolling her own virtues. That would be. I don't. That would that, be I, I don't. In fact, think that is how she's supposed to do her job, Jack. But you mm-hmm. you know. 
good, good, good try, a eh? forever. But he, he is, he is taking on the Dare Wolf. Dare, Dare Wolf, Dare Castle. PJ Black. Um, this match early on, PJ Black gets the advantage, including doing some shithousery, like like Jack Evans did his stupid, you know, back flippity flip into like an eye poke thing, but PJ Black poked him in the eye. I will say. Uh, Jack Evans did try to like pull the fucking like handshake fake out shit at the beginning mm-hmm. of the match. Uh, and oh my god, I have so many fucking commentary notes than I do. Holy shit. Uh, Vampiro tells Matt Stryker that if the two of them were to wrestle, Vamp would also do him dirty with like that kind of like cheap shot filthy trick shit. Which like way way to disrespect the man who you call like your brother, your best friend, your mentor, your lover. Uh, but no, hey, if we were, if, hey man, in the ring, anything goes, you know. Yeah, they leave it all. They leave it all at the at the ringside. All right, fuck. Um, also, uh, as as uh, uh, PJ Black is starting to get the advantage, Vampiro says that he hates to say it, but Jack is getting schooled, which is something Vampiro never thought he'd see in a Jack Evans match. Which did did he not? Did Jack Evans not spend his, his like the entirety of his time last season, like pretty much getting his shit rocked? He got schooled he- a lot, fam. <laughs> Yeah, he's. He, I mean, he won decent amount, but you know, he was. Not, yeah. he was not some dominant force. Was Jack Evans? The yeah, uh, I don't. I think you've seen him get schooled a number of times, Vamp. But okay, and fucking motherfucking striker. Okay, I don't know what. I can't remember what the fuck happened. I can't remember what the what. But but but, PJ Black pulled some kind of reversal on Jack Evans. And motherfucking Matt Stryker says, um, <laughs> as Jack gets Kerouac'd, PJ Black on the attack. Stryker! I, I noted that, and then, and even Vampire was like, dude. It was like, what the fuck did you just say? God, I had to pause that and rewind a couple times, and that was one of those, like, Kyle was, like, working, but he looked up from his computer and he goes, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> yeah, we also don't know. Man, Look, I know, look, Stryker, I know we've been making fun of you for, like, not doing so good with your words, but that didn't mean we want you to swing all the way to the other end of the spectrum and become a fucking linguistic douchebag, okay? Tone it, tone it down. Um, something else happens that, uh, Vampiro gets Vampiro to say, like, brother, like, six times in a row, you know, killing five more people with that drinking game. Yeah, uh... The match doesn't get going for very long, and and then we see up in the up on where like the storage roof balcony is, we see Drago in first of all this gigantic the, the mask, goofy ass Elton John tier fucking sparkly deer skull mask. Maybe I think it's supposed to be like a dragon mask. I don't know. It was fucking huge. And then and it's he also black and it's bedazzled and he has the goddamn nunchucks. He also is 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 flipping his nunchucks. He's just flipping his nunchucks menacingly. menacingly. Calm down, son. It's only a drawing. Ah, um, it's only uh, a drago. So I so hey. Jack is like, hey, you're he's like, he gets mad, and then he goes, he leaves the ring, goes and gets a water bottle and a chair. A chair. Okay, he drinks from the water bottle. 
He chucks it at Drago, and Drago sidesteps the okay. bottle. No, 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 no. Drago doesn't even sidestep. Drago, like, vaguely, like, leads out of the way. Like, you know the whole, like, you know how in, like, the fucking Star Wars Special Edition, George Lucas, like, <laughs> like uh, edited Han to, like, you know, fucking tilt his head out of the way of Greedo's shot so they could do Greedo's shot first. Uh, it was like that, but even more, like, low-key and subtle. <laughs> Jack Evans used water bottle throw. It wasn't very effective. All Drago needed to Jack do was just, shot, like, vaguely, Jack like... Shot, Jack, Jack shot first. Yeah, vaguely, that's, like... That's now, that's now, that's now canon. Tilt his head out of the way. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then, and then, and all that nonsense, PJ Black grabs Jack Hey, and then hey. hits the black diamond, which is a basically you get someone up on your shoulder over your shoulder and then hit them with a cutter. Um, for a two count, they're great, they're shocked at that. But at this point, Drago comes on down to the ring, and you know, they're fighting in the ropes. Jack Drago goes to, to Dragon Mist Jack in the face. He hits PJ Black instead, and Jack Evans rolls up PJ Black for the win. That feeling when you don't understand how my GM mode works and you schedule a wrong in against a run in against the wrong person. That is basically what happened here. <laughs> yes, pretty pretty much. And uh and just just as it happens in, in my GM mode, oh no, a new rivalry has started. As Jack Evans leaves the ring, Drago kind of watches after Jack Evans. Then he looks back in the ring and sees PJ in the ring with his nut with with, with Drago's he's, nunchucks. He's mad, he's he's and picked PJ's, up the nunchucks. He's looking at them intensely. And yeah, the rivalry rose. A new rivalry has started. Yes. And then. And, and after then. that, we got... To, man, I have had to sit on this for so long. Oh. I am my ready. God. We let, see. Let, let me just... Let me just... Okay. Let me just run you down uh, my notes uh, as this segment started up. Feel free, what? as I have basically have no notes on this. Um, so what the go what ahead. the fuck? Enter tab. Who the fuck? Enter tab. Why the fuck? Enter tab. In all caps, spaced out with like ten question marks. Famous B. Yeah. So Jobber, famous B from season one. Yes, Thank the noted. super cool motherfucker. Last we we saw him was arm broken by Pentagon Junior as he did to many jobbers. Last as he did year. to many a jobber. Famous B is now back. At, he is in. He is in this like used. It's not even. A, he tries. He looks like a used car salesman, but he's in like a. He's in like an empty trash lot. He literally looks like he's in the Lucha Underground parking he's in a, lot. He looks like he's in a junkyard. Um, he looks like he's in the Lucha Underground parking lot. That's what it looked and, like to me. They shot this just outside the temple. And he's basically like, like, you are never going to be remembered when you die. Unless you come to me. Famous B. And and he sells his, his number. 423-GET-FAME. That's 423-GET-FAME. He'll turn you from a jobber into a robber. And oh my what god. What the fuck does that I, even mean? I, it's evocative. It gets the people the going. People. I they needed something to rhyme with jobber. And I am so happy that famous B with the 423 get fame gimmick is finally here. Which is apparently a number they actually made work. Yes. If you dial 423 get fame, 
you will be taken to a vo automated voicemail from Famous B. I will not encourage anyone to do that right now because the thing is, they changed the voicemail as the seasons went along to go along with his current storyline pit storylines. So it's so like spoilers. It would be, I mean, it's been a while since I've called the number. So I don't remember if it's spoilers. If it's not, I, we will come back to this and I will tell you all that you can go call 423 Get Fame and leave a voicemail for Famous B as to why you, he, he should make you famous. Man, um, there's something that's really special about like functioning phone numbers in wrestling. Like the fact that you can fucking call like the smart Mark Sterling law firm to be like, I want to sue ex-wrestler <laughs> i 100% called that number to, to i know to, i to i need I, I meant to i meant to i i, I have i have called and left a voicemail on the 423 get fame line i called and left a voicemail for the smart mark sterling offices austin is collecting gimmick wrestling gimmick voicemails is what i'm hearing yep you'll so, love to see it we will be seeing more from Famous B. Who is now, like, running a used car salesman gimmick. Oh, boy, this shit's about to get even weirder. It just uh, keeps yep. line I, go up. I was so excited. I was like, I, I didn't, I was like, I'm finally this episode of season two where he, he, oh, he debuts the 423 Get Fame. I have to say, I do really, like, one of the things I really have come to appreciate about this podcast and the Lucha Underground arc as a whole in general is, like, when you, Austin, get your moments of, like, I have been sitting on this and now I finally get to talk. It's so it's so nice to watch you get to, like, relive this all and, and um, <laughs> really, uh, really appreciate the fact that we can now share this as it is unspoiled, as it were. Uh, yep. It's delightful. Mm -hmm. So then after that, we get to the second match of the show. King Cuerno, Cuerno versus, versus Killshot, Killshot 2. Sequel is, match. Because yeah. uh, as we all know, there can only be one Marksman-themed luchador with a black, white, and red color scheme in this temple. Mm -hmm. uh, the literally, is literally, I just really want to point this out. They are both Marksman-themed masked luchadors with black, white, and red color scheme. You literally did a fucking palette swap. This this is some like, uh, this is Idris Elba's character meeting Peacemaker in the prison in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> this is this is Injustice Two alt skin shit where you can like where you can turn fucking uh uh Huntress into Tiger or whatever the fuck like mm. oh it's it's you're doing the same shit um yeah. but yeah speaking of Killshot I think we are close to getting his backstory vignette uh, oh. it wasn't this episode but I know. Rel I think I know it was early in season two where they got to that, where they gave us more of his backstory as a character. Well, that's that's so. exciting. Um, and and they the I can see the path of that starting to be laid out because Stryker makes sure to uh, take note on commentary of how um you know last season he was really championing guys like Phoenix to get over, and he was proven right. Stryker feels vindicated in his, in his personal phase, and he's like, this season kill shots my guy. Uh, I think I think he's great. I think we're about to see his star really rise. Um, and, you know, I just really believe in him. And Vampiro, who desperately needs to take his medication, is like, are you trying to fucking make a bet with me right now? Are you trying to fucking wager money on this right fucking now? He's like, no, he's like, no dude. Striker's like, well, he's like, I mean, I guess if you want to make a bet, we can make a bet. And Vampiro's like, cool. And Striker's like, all right, 
my leather jacket for your like something something hoodie and uh oh for his i don't remember his jacket for his black label society hoodie his black label society hoodie and Um, uh and vampire was like no fuck that uh fuck you man so clearly vamp isn't very confident in his chances here obviously he he doesn't want to bet his 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 favorite band hoodie not happening it's it's too um, it's too precious. It means too much. I'm mean, fine. Yeah. So also, this match is a, another non-title match for King Cuerno, and Matt Stryker yes. is even more indignant about this. Yeah, he's like he's like uh his best guess is as to why Cuerno isn't like challenging for the title is like maybe he's trying to wait to build momentum, and that's how you know this is some bullshit. Yeah. Um, also, at one point, um, fucking this is a match of like. Kill shots like he he's a strikey boy tonight. He's doing is, so this many. Is a, yeah, this is a match of like two dude. Like we talked about how the the alt image, the alt attire bullshit. They wrestled kind of like it. They both kind of yeah. wrestled the exact same like strike heavy way, and were it's total evenly matched with each other. It's this weird like it was a slow paced kind of halting match, but like it did kind of work. Like it did read like two master mm-hmm. strategists trying to like read each other and move in you know in like the very huntery way but also like huh god da- god damn bro uh we, we literally are just two iterations that like one of you step through a fucking alternate universe portal we can't both be wearing the same thing one of us has got to go back and change you know <laughs> um yeah but during fucking at one point while kill shots like doing some strikes on Querno, vampiro who thinks he's very clever is like um um this is uh uh he says um fucking oh it's he said that sounded like a gun <laughs> um, yeah he said he said that when um uh he did the they were fighting on the outside and uh king like they were punched striking each other to the outside and king and Quano got backed into the apron and uh kill shot ran in hit a drop kick i oh th- that reminds me there is one a spot from earlier in this match that I want to call out that was kind of cool. So like Killshot got Querno to the outside. Um and Killshot did this thing where like Querno was standing just up against the apron. Oh, I know. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, and fucking Killshot like um does the he kind of like rolls and kicks through the ropes to Querno on the outside, like knocking him down. That was smooth as shit. That was actually really mm-hmm. cool. God, Swerve is so good. Um, yeah. Swerve. They, they, there's a later part where um, they uh, Killshot tried to execute some move on Querno on the on the apron. I can't. I couldn't tell fully if it was like an intentional botch or not, but he kind of fucks it up. Um, and Striker is this when tr- he is this when he dives over Querno or oh no I know what you mean no okay. he tries to go for it wasn't a spear it was Striker okay I know what you mean okay so what ha- is is Killshot was had was trying to suplex uh, Querno back into the apron Querno pulled Killshot onto the apron with him and then they were running at each other and it looked like Killshot like grabbed Querno by the arm and yanked him down to yeah. the floor. But then Stryker was like a attempted cutter there. And I'm like, no. Okay. I wasn't sure. Cause because he see he comments on the 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 attempted cutter question mark. And he 
blames it on the treacherous terrain of the temple as if they weren't just like on the apron on even ground Where there's what the no fuck room what but, the fuck are you talking about? But like, I don't understand why he thinks it was a cutter because, like, a cutter is basically you jump at somebody and yank them down neck first. Yeah. Into and so like that he didn't he didn't do anything that looked like he was trying to do a cutter. No, I was. So I don't say, know where he got the idea that that was what he was doing. That was part of my confusion. Almost like he was like I don't know getting more ready for a move toward like Querno's midsection or something. I don't I don't know, mm. man. Um, also, uh, I guess now that Stryker has clearly mastered the English language, his new challenge to himself is to learn the Spanish language and also fuck that up in, in hilarious ways because he tries to say something in Spanish. Uh, and this is something he attempts again later in the episode that I'll, that I'll touch on, but he tries to say something in Spanish and like Vampire has to correct him. Um, so now that Stryker's, uh, he's done everything trying he to become with, like, bilingual live he's on He's trying air. to become lingual in his special shitty way. Um, also from Vampiro, as this is a very strike heavy match, they're talking about like the crowd reaction and Vampiro tries to insist that like, if you have the fans on your side, your strike psychologically will hurt. He, he, he tries to run it from a psychological aspect, but he basically says, if you have like the fans on your side, your strikes are going to hurt 10 times more, which like that just reads to me like, let Killshot hear all of you out there. Do you believe <laughs> like some Tinkerbell ass shit? This is all. This is all. Some all wrestling moves operate on spirit bomb logic. Absolutely. Um, but unfortunately, uh, despite having the fans on his side, his strikes didn't. Uh, Killshot strikes yeah. didn't strike enough. Yeah, Killshot. Uh, Killshot. Querno goes for a pile driver. Killshot does the like rollover reverse to have him in a pile driver spot. But instead, he goes for a reverse lung blower. I believe that is the correct term. A lung blower is when you basically take your knees and drop somebody's back into your knees. Oh, uh, shit. Then, okay, that thing. And a reverse lung blower is because he dropped his chest into his knees. Ah, okay. So and so the... he's got him down. And then kills the vampire tries to be like, stop playing to the crowd. He really wasn't. But he really was just going for like a big finish move off the top rope. He goes for a corkscrew dive. He Cuerno rolls out of the way. Thrill of the hunt from Cuerno for the win. Uh, and then after the match, Cuerno starts stomping him out. And Vampiro's like, he deserved that for that rookie mistake. Yeah, okay. Van Again, Vampiro's like ever waffling, pendulum swinging moral uh, moral compass. Has yeah. swung back to just like but endorsing insane heel bullshit. After that, Cuerno is going for his new super pile driver move, the thrill of the kill. But Phoenix runs in. Yes. To the ring. Um, and Cuerno have Phoenix Cuerno here bails. Yep. It's like, nah, fuck that. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm done. We're out. I'm of done. Here. Nope. Yeah. I, 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 he learned his lesson after the last, after the last match. Yeah. Um, we'll come back to, we'll be back to that later. Um, we move then to the third match of the show, Tejano versus the crew in a which, which uh, match. Yes, which um, commentary tries desperately to play up as another rivalry is about to hit its boiling point as if this thing is just barely, isn't just barely past a simmer. But, you know, okay. Yeah, this, is, this is a solid level one at best rivalry. They're like, definitely, definitely a level, definitely four, a level, level one at off. best. Yeah. Um, 
Um, fucking, I will say it, it was at this point that I like I checked the the t- the time on the episode, and I was like, oh shit, we're only eighteen minutes in. We have like just over twenty six, like some twenty six, twenty seven left, and like. You know, as much as you were talking about filler, like fuck, it's kind of cool because this episode is like stacked with matches. They had, yeah, they had a ton of matches. Um, not none of like super significance except for the main event, which is why my uh, up until after this match, I was like, well, this was a filler episode of Lucha Underground, I believe. Yeah, but uh, like fun matches still. Yeah, so a gauntlet match is basically when you fight a group of guys one on one at a time until somebody win until either one side wins or you do yes or you know so the crew comes out chavo is like mr cisco get in there and matt striker is like okay so they're starting with the most dangerous man on yeah the crew. again i say that for my money cisco's the most dangerous member of the crew again and i then, don't know why the fuck they're trying to put over how dangerous cisco is big well, acts and then and then chavo tries to give Cisco directions on what to do. So he turns around, he turns back around, super kick from Tejano, one, two, three, Cisco is eliminated almost immediately. Oh my God. I love how everybody in a gauntlet, gauntlet match, aside from like the main characters turn, like turn into fucking jobber chumps. Well, we can't have him just use. He can't. We can't have Tahano winning with his biggest move three times straight. So, Man, some of y'all gonna have to learn to, to, to lose to some lesser moves. It'd be really interesting to watch a wrestler go through like a legitimately like really challenging like fucking gauntlet match, like a giant ass like Iron Man match length sort of spectacle. With a bunch of like, I I I was like sitting here. I was coming up with like so many like different fucking like um alternate um ideas for how I've seen gauntlet matches done, which is just like you just jobber everyone out until you hit like the main guy. Um, because like it'd be interesting to have like a fuller, less jobbery gauntlet match. I also think it'd be interesting to have like a fucking like two way like gauntlet elimination match. Sort of. I mean, I guess that's already a thing. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's it's, like it's, fucking, it's... that's like elimination chamber, I guess. Yeah, um, it's. Gauntlet matches, you fall into this I thing of like people book gauntlet matches, and the idea of a gauntlet match is it is like two or at least three or four, you know, matches consecutively. But they yeah. also don't want to give it enough time on TV as would be appropriate for three or four matches. And you can kind of play there are ways to play that up. But what all you almost always ends up happening is at least one guy is like goes out nearly immediately. Oh my god! Just to so like bad. get get keep it moving along. It's so bad. The real uh, ma- the real match here is Tahano and Cortez Castro, I think, because Castro comes in second. Yeah, they have the longest sequence of time. They really do. Um. So yeah. So Cisco gets super kicked into oblivion. First thing, it is dead. And um, hey, as as Vampiro pointed out on commentary, I'm sure on the border Tahano has knocked out many MFers with that move. <laughs> yeah, so he's Vampiro claims that Tahano's kick has been used at many a bar fight. And he says at the he says like many a bar fight fight, something, something at the border, which which just leads me to think of Tahano like fucking working as a border agent except, except instead of a gun, he fucking super kicks. Tahano like, and JBL. The finest of border patrol. Oh, true. Fucking 
imagine that dynamic duo on Border Patrol. Ain't no, ain't JBL no. JBL would absolutely call Tahana one of the good ones. Oh my God, a hundred percent. He'd be like, "Hey, kid, that ain't that ain't bad." I really appreciate we got. Uh, you know, I, I ain't trying to discriminate or nothing. There, there are good ones like you out there, but you know those damn illegals. That's, that's the, yeah. they're the ones I got a problem with. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Uh, uh, so- also, uh, also, they're 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 really calling out on commentary the fact that Chavo is sending people in to fight Tahano before before him. I um, mean, there's only two people. He's only sending yeah. two people. Yes, not- but Vampire is talking about just like what a dishonorable prick Chavo is, um, and he says like uh, he's always he's always been this way. He's always been a lying, cheating bastard, even back in kindergarten, which leads me to the mental image of Vampiro and Chavo being being little friends in kindergarten, and Vampiro to this day is very salty about the time that small Chavo stole his juice box. I'm willing to believe it. I 100 percent um, believe it. Yeah, so Cortez Castro honestly puts up is probably as good a fight as anyone was gonna have in this match. This he did. Uh as as he shows up to the match, uh Stryker says it looked like Chavo was gonna be the second guy in, but turned out to be Cortez Castro coming from the back door. <laughs> no comment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um also um f- fucking um the while bitching about uh while bitching about Chavo, um uh Vampiro calls Chavo a cobarde. Uh and he and he challenges striker. He's like he's like um yeah I let's see if you know this one. Chavo is a cobarde is is a cobarde. Um and striker responds with uh case significant cobarde and I I had to look that up because I wasn't sure if he actually fucking said that right and to my surprise Nope, I I was I thought he might have, and he actually did. He actually correctly said in Spanish, "What does cobarde mean?" And it means it means coward. Which yeah, you know, yeah, that, that that's, checks that's, out. That. Yeah. So like Cortez gets a lot of big moments to kind of like almost beat Tejano. Yes. It's, but uh, it all ends for him. He hits some. He hits like forearm to the head, forearm to the head, and then he taunts before he goes for the third one. And Tejano gets up Batista bomb yeah. for the win. Also, um, uh, as this kind of final sequence is playing out, Stryker asks, um, uh, asks Vampiro, uh, hey, Vamp, you impressed with Cortez here? And Vamp just goes, no. Just immediately, Damn. no. Uh, right. And then he, then, he, then he proceeds to say he's so in the tank for Tejano that he would vote for him in elections. So now I'm just imagining fucking Vampiro writing in Tejano as a candidate on, like, New Mexico elections. Well, you know, Tejano would or, actually be able to be California. a legal can- actually be able to be a he, legal candidate. He would. He would. Um, also, because as we Vampiro- because as we pointed out last time, he is born in he was born in California. Born in so California. we have had we have looked this I up before. Tejano. Yeah. Um, also, uh, according according to Vamp earlier. Uh, in the match, you know what happens if Tejano wins, presumably against uh, uh, Cortez Castro. Uh, Chavo goes into pucker mode, so I guess Chavo's in pucker mode now. Whatever the fuck that means, Vampiro. Yeah, I I talking don't know. Li- I we're either talking about his lips or talking about his asshole, and either way, I'm uncomfy. Mm. 
All right, uh, but Chavo he sneaks in behind from behind somehow uh, uh-huh. to attack Tahano, and then he has Cha- he has Tahano beaten down in the corner, and he starts taunting until Tahano can get back up. I'm seeing a theme here mm. uh, where the crew have it in the bag, but then they decide to start taunting. To be dumb fuck assholes, yeah. Um, but- Striker at one point tries to assert that. Chavo was at one time one of the best wrestlers in the world, and I went what? And then Vampiro went what? When? What? Who? Did what he hold time a ti- frame? Did he hold a title? Did he hold like a world championship? No. And at the very okay, at the very least, we gotta go like until two thousand five at minimum. You know, he wasn't even the best Guerrero True. wrestling out there, and then like. You're trying to tell me sometime between 05 and 2015, Chavo Guerrero was the best wrestler on the planet? Because I don't to buy find, that. Um, I'm trying to find accolades here. Um, WON, WWE, he was one time the ECW champion. Uh, he was a He got squashed by Kane at WrestleMania for that belt. Oh my God. Like 10 seconds. Bro, oh yeah, okay real real uh real dominant um uh four-time wwe cruiserweight champ ah yes the cruiserweight championship that definitely the most the the most respected of wwe championships that's why Um, the last one was hornswoggle ah yes ah yes the the man that the the man that they respect most um he's he's been a tag team champ a couple times been a cruiserweight champ a couple times he was the wwc caribbean caribbean heavyweight champion i guess sure uh feast or fire like where whomst oh oops i accidentally just spoiled a, a chavo title in lucha underground for myself whoops um uh well anyway. i've forgotten what he won so oh well know. i won't spoil it for you um so uh anywho uh so i guess there was a time don't know when that time was don't know what qualified it but, only you know. the best wrestler in the world can win the tna pink slip from the feaster fired brief he got pink slipped from the he, did, he got he, his feaster fire was pink slipped and did he did was it like a legit fire yes oh he no. legit left oh no oh god okay so sure um so yeah this one's a little shorter um chavo hot dogs and of course tahano's like and uh, then nope, tahano just then tahano whoops his ass uh but then but okay then. okay oh, so God. tahano is trying to suplex basically he like he beat he drop he but he does a back body drop to chavo and chavo rolls out of the ring and tahano's like no 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 you get back in here and he's trying to suplex chavo back into the ring cisco pops up on the apron to distract the ref and Cortez Castro gets up and like clips. He kind of like knocks Tejano off of his feet. So Tejano falls over and Chavo lands on top of him. And then Cortez Castro takes the bull rope and tie and like holds down. Okay. Tejano's well, feet. so they try to play this. Like he's using the bull rope to fucking like quickly bind Tejano's feet or his legs or whatever, except Cortez Castro does a really shitty job at doing this. So he like he tries to kind of wrap it around, but he like vaguely like just kind of like 
loops it over one of Tahano's legs and just grabs the other with his hand, clearly failing at actually doing anything with the rope. So it just looks lame as shit. It's completely mm-hmm. botched cheat spot, but Tahano has to sell it anyway, and it makes no well, fucking sense how he well, couldn't wonk, just kick out of wonk, it. Wonk, wonk, wonk. Chavo Guerrero has wonk. defeated Tahano. Oh, yeah. And Tahano is none too pleased about this. And the crew run escape, run to make their escape, and Tahano runs after them. He literally, I see, I saw him collide with like Mr. Cisco as they were going to the back, and he starts like fucking punching on him. That they they were brawling all the way back. Tahano kicked all their asses. So after that, we are back at 375 miles from Boyle Heights. Oh, As we see that we hear the sounds God. of Matanza murdering some more randos in there. Yes, I'm pretty sure I fucking heard a Wilhelm scream in there. Probably. Um, oh my god. Okay, and I as I told as I said at, at the top uh, of this yes. back half, I transcribed pretty much this entire promo because I was in awe. I was ready for this. Um but Black Lotus is like, how much longer are we gonna be here? And Dario is like, hey, my brother is out of practice. He's not ready. And he's and he's like, I'll remind you that you started this war, by the way. The murder I egged you on to commit is all your fault. And he does he does apologize. He's like, hey, sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, I, sorry. I, I didn't mean it like that. Right. Okay. And so they're kind of off like they're staring off. And then suddenly Dario um, starts in a monologue. And Dario's course, like, and you want to know how I got these scars? You know, my brother. He saved my life. My mother, she was a wicked woman. Sometimes I thought she was El Diablo. She would hurt me and my little... Oh, mommy. I mean, mommy issues. Holy shit. Um, she would hurt me and my little brother. One day, I'd had enough. So I stood up to her and I said, no mas. No mas. But I wasn't strong enough to back up my words. She came after me with a hot iron think she would have killed me too if my brother hadn't got his hands on this and he's holding up the red bull statue that has been in his office since the beginning so i guess this cherished trinket of his is about to be very much revealed as the murder weapon matanza used against their mother he hit our mother in the back of the head with it and he didn't what? stop until she could never hurt us again. And you keep that shit in your office. You well, like, I get it was self-defense, but you fucking psychopath. Well, I mean, the res- Black Lotus's response to this was, that's terrible. And then Dario goes, no, 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 no. For me, it is a happy memory. He said because completely the- sanely. Because on that day, I learned just how much I loved violence. And Black Lotus is over here like, I am very uncomfortable with the energy we've created in the studio this today. Is, this is bad. This, this is, all is bad. bad. Yeah, I just want to point out when Dar- the, the look on Dario's face when he goes, no, no, no. This is a happy memory yeah, for me. Like, his eyes widen. His mouth spreads into the widest, deep, most actual Actual actor Antonio Luis Gill uh, does a great job of, why, of playing this character. Why is that man not... Le- legitimately, legitimately, he's a phenomenal fucking character actor. And, like, he deserves to be in everything because, holy shit... He is so good at the Dario role. It makes me wish that like Dario was a real dude. Not like actually like in in this as a murderous psychopath, but like, you know, 
real wrestling promoter um as fucking uh Luis, Luis Fernandez Gill. What is he? He's he's kind of had bit parts in a lot of different things. Yeah, I know, and he's been in, like uh, commercials and shit. But like, fucking give that man a movie lead. Holy shit! Uh, he he was in It's Always Sunny. How about that? What? Wait, uh, what? He was. He is Doctor Krause in season eleven, episode six. Wait, fuck! What season are we on? Have I missed that? Are we on season eleven right? No, they're they're on seasons. season fifteen. Fuck! Oh. Fuck! I need to go Quick, back I'm... and find that. Uh, being Frank is the name of the episode. Oh shit! It's that episode. This is the weird like this is the weird one where it's like we clearly couldn't. Danny DeVito was like clearly on um uh clearly like on leave or something, but they wanted an mm-hmm. episode that like still featured him, so they like did everything from his point of view. And so it's like the camera as his point of view. Okay, I have to. I've I've only watched that one like once. I need to go back and see it so I can see Dario again. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, god damn, dude. Yeah. So Luis Fernandez Gill, a phenomenal actor, and he's he plays Dario so perfectly in this scene Insanely as well. an actual fucking psychopath. Insanely. <laughs> Who well. saw his little brother murder his mother and was like this is amazing actually <laughs> this is i love this more and not this, even please. and not even from like a my abuser is gone way in a i like watching people die way i i enjoy murder and death and bloodshed so much that i keep the memento of the first ever that is the insane that is the most insane thing ever that i bet he fucking sleeps with that shit like a like a stuffed animal i guarantee you he had the bull the murder weapon of his own mother he keeps it he just keeps it in his office well now we know why it's red i think i think it's always red actually i don't think it's red with blood no no i know this this is this oh Oh. Yes. Oof. Um uh, don't worry about it. Anyway. I um, believe I believe they actually mentioned this in the comics that I pointedly ignored mentioning before because I knew there was a conversation on screen where he exp- he describes the murder of his mother by Matanza. The murder of his mother. Oh my god. Holy shit. Was so was this before or after the god the god possession thing? I, that's what I want to know. Oh, I don't know. For all we know, Matanza Cueto's always been a murderous prick. It's just then he got like god powers to go along with it. Mm, interesting idea. But Black Lotus is deeply uncomfortable at this. Black, yeah, at the Matanza Cueto villain origin story. And the, Dario's the, too, quite the, frankly. You want to wanna know how I got these scars story from Dario fucking Cueto. You want to know how I got this bull? This bull. <laughs> Amazing. And now we're back in the temple. Woo! Fun times. Woo-hoo. Well, not that fun at times. As well, we get back in the temple when Katrina is walking to the practice rings in the bat in the gym area. And Pentagon's like, Katrina! Yes, he calls her out. He's been waiting. My man's been shadow boxing. Dude was shit sitting the in there. Like, he he's been he the past twenty minutes. He's been pumping himself up, just like his. I'm just gonna wait here as long as I can for that bitch to show up. And when she does, I'm gonna call. Yeah, he. But he is demanding. He is like that. Prince Puma be taught a lesson for humiliating him. 
and Katrina teleports into the ring next to him and is like, well, oh my no God, teaching. holy shit. She's been, she's her teleporting continue. She, she continues to be practicing that shit, man. A, she's, she's a, she's very, a, a lot of precise level. teleportations in this sequence. I know the man, the, the fucking, the, the fucking lights keep seeming to go out though. That's uh that, uh, that sure is a, sure is a nice little like power to go along with it. It takes uh, a lot of, it takes a lot of energy to teleport. Ah, uh, yes. So. You know, uh, drains the electrical grid or whatever the yeah fuck. yeah and, uh, and pentagon but, jr is like i i want a match for that i'm not just gonna go <laughs> beat him up in the locker room and 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 katrina responds kind of rightfully with bitch why should i you broke my boyfriend's arm i mean and, fuck and katrina Pen- but like she do got a point and pentagon's like hmm you make a good point and suddenly they start fighting <laughs> yes based intergender wrestling once more this is why they go the best they just go bam. They just back and forth, you know, brawling, and then and holy suddenly... shit, Katrina's like a good wrestler. What the fuck? Holy oh, shit! Yeah. She she was doing some cool moves in there, but Pentagon gets her down in the broken arm position, and he's and like, because no, no. if you don't, I no, can stop break monologuing. Your arm too. Stop monologuing. Stop telegraphing. Break her arm before she blips. Dipshit. Come on. Blip. No. She God escapes. She, but I will know she says a, a nice little smirk on her face when he's like, yeah. I could break your arm too. That's why you should give it me the match. And so she teleports to be in the, the corner of the ring. She's like, okay, you have your match next week. And then as she, she teleports out of the ring as well. And as she walks off, she goes, just be walking? warned, just be warned. Putting your hands on me is the biggest mistake you'll ever make. Yeah, you're gonna fucking die now. You touched yeah. me, and now you're dead. Now you're gonna die. Now you're gonna die. I am excited to see what the fuck comes of that. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I have to say, so we get one of those like, you know, between uh commercial breaks and shit, we'll get like these like establishing shots of you know Boyle Heights, and like a lot of times we'll see like, and they're like random po- points on like the street of Boyle Heights, um, and we'll see like random iconography for lucha underground and like this time we saw like a fucking like sticker on a lamppost and it kind of made me stop and think like i love the idea of the production team placing these like random fucking stickers all over boyle heights to get these shots uh to make it look for the show like there's like some kind of like spooky urban cult nature to the temple but then like imagine being some rando who starts like just suddenly seeing all these tags all over the fucking it kind of look it kind of within look like it's a weird yeah yeah and you're like what the fuck is this why do i see it everywhere now um but also i love how it's always just like the mask logo and no like lucha underground word branding anywhere Hor- horrible grassroots marketing how the fuck are gonna be people can people gonna find your company just based off that shit this lucha underground has absolutely terrible marketing in and out of kayfabe true uh, absolutely Ray, abysmal man. shit um we get to our main it. event of the evening the johnny of- mundo versus cage the, i i i it was funny when cage got announced uh melissa santos uh, you know, referred to him as the Swolverine, and this gets Kyle to look up from his laptop and go, "What the fuck did she just say?" I'm like, "Yeah." Uh, uh, to be fair, he does wear like a Swolverine shirt a bunch of times on like AEW, but also Kyle hasn't watched with me in a hot second. Um, so Wolverine, yeah. So, so yes, the the Swolverine moniker never gets any less goofy. Um, but you know, the Cage is a big fucking nerd. 
that is the way how that goes he cage wants to play wolverine please let him play wolverine he will not be content until he gets to play wolverine that's literally it Mm -hmm. hey bub i'm a i'm not a man i'm a a flick i'm a machine machine. i could see him doing honestly i would like to see like cages see like I, i know if you're a fanboy to that level you could pull out a pretty fucking good. I would love to see what Cage's Wolverine looks like. I'm sure, like, he sometimes has his moments where he stops to think of, like, all the ways in which he understands Wolverine's character greater than anyone. Hugh Jackman who? Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. He don't, he don't get it. He's been he's played Wolverine a zillion times, and I still understand it better than he does. I, get, I bet. I bet Cage has these whole, like, dream shadow box sessions, like, getting cast as Wolverine. I, you know, Godspeed, buddy. I hope one day, just mm-hmm. for you. All right, so the match is is a pretty good back and forth. I think. Oh, oh, I think, absolutely. I think they're trying. I think they try to play Mundo as like somehow this guy kind of has Kate kind of has figured out Cage a little bit. Not well, enough to not enough to win straight up, but you know. Well, he's, 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 starting, he's figuring him out here. The, the, what really like resonated with me in this match is like this just reads as your classic. Um, your classic kind of like this is like the archetypal giant versus cruiser match like mm-hmm. um it, this is such a like these two their in-ring chemistry is phenomenal and the way they're able to move like like these you can tell these are dudes who either like work together or just get each other um uh, and and like either way um it kind of speaks to like, you know, why some of these like kind of class matchups do work the w- as well as they do sometimes. Like if you are a giant who knows your sh- stuff going up against a cruiser who knows your, st- who knows their stuff, like, oh my God, the spots you can set up for are phenomenal. Yeah. There was this one bit, like, I can't even fucking remember what it was. I just remember like cage, like grabbing some limb of Johnny's and just like, very casually like doing this flip with him oh yeah he tries um, to like flip him up he does like flip him over with it and mundo just kicks him in the head on the flip yeah and like that's the type of shit you can only do if you can like anticipate and like you can just build um mm-hmm. build moves like that build spots holy shit like these guys these guys together are like they they were they were phenomenal and it really spoke to like yeah. why this archetype works yeah. as well as early it in the mat early in the match mundo has cage on the back foot mundo does this absolutely insane move where he like re- jumps from one rope to another rope to then to the outside and fucking my... and that was like that was like this fucking springboard corkscrew wasn't it like yeah. he fucking like corkscrews he also corkscrewed in the air mid-air. yeah holy shit yeah that was so sick cage and cage is clearly a, a already at a point of like we get it bro you do parkour um yeah. but um fucking uh um i can't remember if it was striker or vamp who said this but they right they rightfully point out that's something you'll only see from johnny mundo which is true and hey if you're lucky sometimes leave it actually hit the move without botching and Yay! you know credit where credit too. he did you know, do that here he hit that mundo, shit mundo like is beating cage on the outside and vamp pops in with if you want to beat a machine you gotta break it and then Thank because you, because we can't have because we're not done with dumb puns um he wrote mundo rolls in cage and he goes for the pin and striker goes well the warranty might be running out on this machine oh my god 
these two need to be separated. These they need can't... to stop. Oh my god, they're so yeah, I'm you know, I'm glad they're having yeah, fun, but, but also nightmare these, blood rotation. Yeah, these two these two though, as 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 wrestler, like Mundo and Cage, they are great at kind of as a, the class matchup thing where it's like K Mundo be doing flippy shit and Cage just Sla- grabs him, slams him, go to hell. And True. Then, and then Cage tries to do powerhouse shit, and Mundo can just parkour flippy way his oh way out God. of it. It's so good. It's so fucking good, Austin. Uh, mm. There was this great spot where at one point, like, um, Cage is able to kind of get Mundo on the back foot again, um, and he gets him to the corner, and he has kind of like, he, he, he kind of hits Johnny Mundo so that, like, Johnny is bent over, kind of grabbing the middle rope, and he kicks, Cage, yeah, he kicks him uh, through his legs Cage into the head. Super kicks him through his legs, like to his abdomen or head. Nani? What the fuck? That was so sick, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Uh, cool thing I saw was Johnny Mundo was going for a sunset flip, but instead of like going over the rope and kind of grab and kind of over cage. He slid under the rope and grabbed him. Oh, fuck. I was like, that right. was cool as hell. That. that was so sick. Oh my God. That was brilliant. Also yeah, I, noted, don't know, like... I also noted when cage hit an F five, it was just straight up Brock Lesnar's oh, F five. I didn't even catch that, but Oh wait. Yeah. Wait, didn't, wasn't commentary like cage just, they gave F5? him five. No, they gave him some other name for it. It's, it, okay. it was when Mundo then get it, got his foot on the ropes. Okay. So they went on the kick out. I yeah. But okay, I was like, what the fuck, man? That's just the F5. Well, he does it better than Lesnar and fuck Lesnar. I'd I'd have Cage any day. Do, okay, do Cage and Mundo like do they have a particular like long-standing history as working not, together? No, not that I'm aware well, of. Well shit, they're both Cage, just Cage, super Cage was good. Cage was working the indie circuit. Mundo man. was mostly in WWE. He was bad, yeah. Fuck so, dude. No. Dude, hold shit they're both so good i mean maybe I would... they maybe they work some matches in triple a together for all i know but other than, it's not like a long-standing history if they have any well either way i respect the fuck out of it both of them as workers dude oh my god i love them both so yep. much holy shit. so all right so basically mundo goes for the end of the world they start being like let's hit all our big moves on each other absolutely uh, mundo, mundo goes for the end of the world he misses. Cage hits the discus lariat. Cage pulls his straps down, looks over at Mendez, ah! and then he hits Weapon X. But then, and this this could not have been timed better for this podcast. I know. Taya Valkyrie is here. Yeah, I was like, "Who the fuck are you?" And then they said Taya on commentary. I'm like, wait, specifically, no. specifically, Vampiro goes, "Striker, that's Taya from Mexico." Like that is all he says. I'm like, Dude. yeah. Also from Mexico, isn't she Canadian? She signi- She signif- a significant amount of her career has been in AAA. In ah, I see. Okay, that's yeah. where she is from. Well, Mexico. shit. Uh, Taya Valkyrie is this is this pre or post getting written off Impact with a murder angle? Way before. Okay. Way before. Uh, well, I don't think she's even been in Impact. Oh, yeah, at this point, but la la mer la muera mer muera la muera muera can't get that nah, is here. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I actually looked this up to get these timelines right on this joke here. Uh, but actually, but and and I learned that actually Melina and John Morrison were on and off dating 
up until 2015. So I had a whole joke prepared about Johnny Mundo replacing his kayfabe girlfriend with his real one. Except it actually might have just been replacing his real girlfriend, his his real ex-girlfriend with his real current girlfriend. Okay. So, oh, wait, they're married? What they the are married. Fuck? They Taya, Matt Valkyrie, and Johnny Mundo are now married, but they were at the time dating. What the fuck? Yeah. That's that's wild. Um but I was well, like, holy shit. fuck, Taya Valkyrie as well is here. I, yeah, I was like, yeah, because I was like, who the fuck are you, and why the fuck aren't you, Melina? She does look a little. She does look a little different six years six years earlier. And also, Not, like, I haven't seen much of her. I still haven't seen like the Dynamite where she's debuted. Yeah, so, like, I, but I don't know. She she comes to be a distraction, but she also brought a lead pipe, and so yeah, she brought a lead pipe that fucking Mundo proceeds to crack Cage over the head with, just murdering him one two three for the win mundo has defeated cage and then immediately after the match taya and johnny start putting the boots to cage i mean fucking you know what he really is the machine my man got cracked over the head with a lead pipe and not a scratch on him and he's still very much alive so He's, Damn, he's, he's fine. He's adamantium fine. skull going. He really is. But they start beating the shit out of him, and then they and then Mundo drags Cage into the corner as very Taya salty. Continues. He missed. He missed the end of the world earlier, so he's doing yeah. it again. Yeah, I'm gonna get my fucking move in. But Taya <laughs> starts trash talking him at Cage, which feels like a bad idea. Uh, bad but idea. she, Kate, she, she backs the hell up. And basically, like, running knees him in the face while he is seated in the corner. And then Johnny hits the end of the world as the credits roll. Yes. And 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 they they stand victorious while everybody boos. Woohoo! Yeah, so Taya Valkyrie is here. She will be here nice. until the end of the show, if oh, I remember shit. right. So well, that rules. We will be seeing plenty more of Taya Valkyrie in the coming years of doing this podcast. That's uh, exciting. I, I'm excited. This was my, you know, this was my introduction to Taya Valkyrie. Um, I don't, what other in, I think she was really just doing Mexico at this point. Let me, let me check on that. What, what, what is her career arc here? Uh, yeah, actually she had just been doing the Mexican independent circuit and Lucha Libre AAA. Uh, before lucha underground she doesn't come into impact wrestling until 2017 so oh, a shit. year after this oh well that's uh that's kind of fucking cool is yeah, she still so, on the up and up in her career yes she is her her career arc of impact wrestling and then she does impact in AAA, and then she goes to wwe for eight months eight months gets released gets brought back to impact she was part of the seventh round of layoffs from the COVID 19 <laughs> man, firings. man do you i do you do you remember those days when we get off calls and we'd and we'd or, or we'd be we'd get done recording episodes and and we'd check and to see and what's just the be next like 10 level. people fired from wwe yeah, yes, i remember i, I remember so she came back to AAA and came back to Impact, and now she's leaving both of those companies as well. Uh, and now she is in AEW. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, that's that's cool. Yeah. All right. Uh. So yeah. Uh. And then, but then, oh, post credit scene is more. here. 
We are yep. in Katrina's office and Cuerno is barging in and he's like, listen, I know we had a deal, but I am sick of being hunted for this goddamn title. So yeah, and also you know, Phoenix won't fucking die. So he's like, you know what? I'm cashing it in. Fuck you. I'm doing it. And yeah. Wow. Like, what a shot. A King Cuerno went back on his deal to lay the fuck down for mail. What a well, shot. Okay, I, I, well, actually, I think that this scene implies that the idea was he was just going to keep the belt forever. <laughs> that like, he was just going to sit on it. Dude, that's so fucking unsustainable. What the shit? It, it is, but here we go. But anyway, so Katrina's like, we had a deal and he goes too bad. That's important. I, I, I said that, that, uh, for important reasons. So she drops, she was like holding a skull. I didn't see quite what she was holding, but she like drops like it in a like wine glass. No globe. I don't know, man. She drops it in a wine glass. Oh and so like there's a God. skull with a wine, like a wine glass. With and a it's a red wine it. too. Oh, yeah. symbolism. And it, Yeah, symbolism. So she's like, well, unfortunately, I already have a match uh, for, uh, planned out for you next week. Is you'll be facing Phoenix and this time you'll be putting the, the gift of the gods title on the line. Oh, go, go. And so Cuerno is like, no, hold on. No, I have a right to face Mil Muertes for the title. And her response was, too bad. Ha! <laughs> Get it? Ch- Chad, no. Get it? Because it that's what he said to her yes. earlier. And, yep. she's, and she's like, and as he's storming out of the office, she goes, and one more thing. I know the Phoenix can fly, and I hope you can too. Because next week, it's a ladder match. Fucking Katrina out here purposely triggering Cuerno's PTSD after the last Lugidor standing match. And and Cuerno's like, how what? What the fuck? What? Excuse excuse you? Excuse me? What? Yeah, so he is Did pissed. Did you just say? He is pissed. And th- as the episode ends, we cut, we get another shot of the wine glass with the skull. Uh, it's so spooky. It's like blood around the skull. You get it? She likes murdering people. She does. So, episode five wrapped up in the books. As I said at the top, it felt like it was going to be a fillery, like we're just doing some matches kind of an episode. And then and then we get murder. And then Man, murder I don't happened. Think, I don't think filler is going to exist in this show anymore. I think they're just going to find new ways to fucking lore dump on us with every new episode. Maybe. This well, this this well does not runneth dry. If we're able to fucking add in anywhere from Dario's tragic backstory of almost getting killed by his mom, uh, and that's why he likes violence, uh, all the way to Cortez Castro is actually an undercover cop, and so is and is and is now he has a partner who pretends to be a sex pest. Like fucking the the and also time traveling Iron Man Luchador Man from space, like. This is a little bit of a come down from last week, but not by that much. Not, not really. I see. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that I'm a little disappointed that the, uh, don't even let her stop you thing was just referring to Katrina and not some like long lost lady love from, of, of Pentagon. Uh, Lucha underground. Oops. Everyone got a tragic backstory around here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 like how it's like how it's like how people joke that like all superheroes have to have fucked up backstories because who else yeah. would be like that's what this is what I'm gonna do with my life? It's like um, who 
who else would fight in the illegal fight temple but people with fucked up backs? Imagine, imagine stocking an entire wrestling roster exclusively with D and D rogues. That is Lucha Underground. In fact, that is how we're going to get Elizabeth on this podcast for one of these oh, God. Lucha Undergrounds, and we're going to frame it like that. No, no, we can't, Austin. She will, she will ascend. It won't be our show anymore. It will be hers until the end of time. It will never end. <laughs> we cannot we cannot do that. She would become too powerful. Potentially. Oh my god. But yes, that is uh we will be back uh, soon enough to continue Lucha Underground season 2. Absolutely. Uh but for next time, oh? we return to 1998. We're having oh, a great Christ. time in the summer in 98, aren't we? Are we? Are we? I don't I think mean, I'm having I had a great some time. fun that wasn't related to the brawliest for all this is true this but the stupidity is part of the fun you know we we return to the first round as we continue on through the first round of the brawl for all discover all new ways that the meta can be broken yeah i mean it's it's gonna be hard to top you know just take nothing to take down down. you know what that i can't even hate that shit that was so iconic man that was hysterical in all the best ways (laughs) oh yeah so that's for next time until then david hit our plugs yes sir dear friends thank you all so much for joining us on yet another episode of the noobs and knockouts podcast we are delighted to have you here uh returning listeners viewers what have you you know the drill thank you so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums your eyeballs whatever it is used to consume our content we're just so glad you're here and that you like spending your time with us and hey you know just just keep on coming back it's a good you know it's a good time we know it's a good time let's keep it having a good time huh? uh new people hey hi how's it going welcome to the show we here at the noobs and knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike so whether you're brand new to the wild wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the weird bullshit either way we hope you feel welcome here we hope you'll things feel accessible to here we hope you had a great time and that you want to keep coming back to having a great time with us week after week after week uh let me tell you my friends there are multiple ways you're using one of them now to be sure otherwise you know you wouldn't be hearing my voice right now but let me tell you all the magnificent ways you can come back and join us first of all you can find us on youtube hit subscribe ring that bell make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode you know if you're so kind give us that sweet sweet engagement uh uh check out all of our playlists austin has been kind enough to organize all of the storylines that we follow all into their own separate playlist so that you can follow something all the way down on the youtube without having to skip around a whole lot it's great uh and hey you can also see our lovely faces and all the all the delightful fucking visual gags that that that, that we that we hide in here you i don't i don't know what what got visual this time around but uh uh it's, you know we the very least we got some we got some nice fucking faces and you should come look at them uh but of course uh if you're not a fan of the video experience again news and knockouts podcast on youtube thank you very much we got you covered with the audio only experience of course you can find us on three of the best places to find your audio podcast and that would be spotify google Podcasts, and apple Podcasts. come check us out there give us a a nice little listen Download the show if you're so inclined, uh, so you can listen to us offline. Uh, um, uh, you know, if, if if you if you really like what we do, it would we greatly appreciate if you gave us a nice little five star rating and a review that tells uh, you know people, hey, maybe these guys are pretty cool, and maybe you should check them out more. I don't know. I'm just saying stuff like that 
helps out the show a lot. If you're a fan of the show, helps us out a lot. And, you know, we, we do, we do, we do love, you know, getting helped out a little bit with, with this sort of thing. So, uh, if you're so inclined, that mm, sweet engagement once again, uh, of course, and just enjoy listening. Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Um, on top of that, we have a social media presence because we exist outside of this little, like, boxy void that we find ourselves in a couple times a week we 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 you know we we can exist outside of that and you can interact with us outside of this ain't that cool so the main place you can do that of course is on our twitter we are at noobs and nox pod on twitter that's at noobs the letter n nox pod on twitter uh come say hi to us there uh we post memes we engage in discourse. We post every single time we drop a brand new episode, so you guys always know what the hell is going on. Uh, and, of course, the highlight of our Twitter is uh, weekly wrestling live tweeting uh, every Wednesday night, or at least the Wednesday nights when I'm available. I'm kind of a busy boy right now. Uh, or when Austin's available, too. Uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern uh, on TBS, we are watching what else? AEW Dynamite and tweeting all about that shit. Uh, and hey, when I have like extra the extra time uh, and I've, I'm feeling frisky um, on Friday nights at 10 p.m. on TNT, we are sometimes t- uh, tweeting about what else? AEW Rampage. It is the show that y'all been waiting on and show that y'all been waiting on us tweet about. It's the show I've been waiting on fucking catching up on for the past like four weeks. Uh, uh, oops. Um, but, but hey, you know, it's, it's a good time. Uh of course, on top of all that, um, my boy Austin is a is a diligent man when it comes to the to the 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 time that it takes to be a truly fully versed wrestling man. Uh, and so he keeps up with all of the major companies' pay-per-views. Sometimes he tweets about them, uh, and we like to tell you guys all about them just because they're a really great jumping on point for you know, if you're a noob, there's a lot of you know storylines that get resolved, great matches. So, we like to tell you guys about it. My friend, what the hell is on the docket coming up? All right. So, normally, this is where I would be talking about the the pay-per-views upcoming for AEW, Impact Wrestling, and WWE. Fuck that. WrestleMania weekend's coming up. This is a special edition of this part of the podcast. (laughs) So, it is WrestleMania weekend. And here's the thing. Since the mid to late 2000s all the indie shows have realized that there is no better way to like this is their black friday Ah! as as they realize that suddenly there are there are hundreds of thousands there are thousands hundreds of thousands maybe even of wrestling fans that are suddenly in one city oh And they realized if we can put on banger ass wrestling shows, we can turn it into like a festival event of a weekend for the people who are, who, who like the indie wrestling, which is the kind of people that will drop shit loads of money to go to WrestleMania. The crazy Uh, motherfuckers that are willing to spend just entire days going from one wrestling show to another. It's crazy. Honestly, I've always dreamed of going to Wrestle. I've dreamed of going to WrestleMania just so I can do like the WrestleMania indie show circuit, uh, going to like ten wrestling shows in a weekend. Um, so let so on this particular episode, we are going to just go through the entire WrestleMania weekend slate. Ooh, where can you find it? Where can you find these? 
matches that I think that I'm I'm not gonna you know I don't know everyone involved on these shows because I don't keep up with indie wrestling very much on a regular basis, but. I will mention guys who we have talked about on this podcast. If you've been listening, these are guys you know and shows they will be on, as well as what information I can find about about the shows. So, Thursday, March 30th, starting hot at 2 p.m., is the Santino Brothers Wrestling California Love. I checked. It is not Santino Morella. It's not involved. Boo! It's another Santino Bros. (laughs) Boo. Uh, it is available at 2 p.m. Eastern. It is on fight. I'm just going to go ahead and open with this. GCW The Collective. Basically, it's like $150 or something, and you get like a dozen shows across the entire weekend. That rules. Now, they're all available individually for like 20 bucks a pop or whatever. But if you are an indie wrestling fan, great deal at The Collective. I'll tell you that. Uh, but the Santino Bros Wrestling, they are like a, a wrestling academy out here, out in California, it looks like. And this oh. is kind of a, and they're, this is kind of them being able to like hype up their own, their own wrestling stuff. Uh, Willie Mack has a match on the card, oh. as well as Kid Bandit, who Kid. is the, the protagonist of pro wrestling. Uh, they are amazing. Amazing. Uh, they are basically an anime protagonist, an, an insane anime protagonist. Pretty much, yeah. a wrestler. Uh, they are fantastic. Uh, then at 7 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, we get the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show. Mark Hitchcock is basically associated with WrestleCon, which is a big wrestling convention that also happens during Ooh. WrestleMania weekend. Oh. And... Basically, the high spots net. Basically, it's they work with a high spots network, which is like basically if you were trying to get indie DVDs in the 2000s, you were probably ordering from high spots Ooh. because they were the ones putting out the DVD, the indie wrestling DVDs of the 2000s and and the early 2010s. The Mark Hitchcock Memorial Show is obviously in his honor uh, as part of Wrestle as a WrestleCon Super Show, and the card is fucking nuts. Uh, we get a triple A mega title match between El Hijo del Vikingo, oh. Commander, and oh. Taurus, who oh. is a bull man. Oh, oh my. That's a lot of that's that's a lot of fucking gimmick boy. That's Luch, we got that's fucking, Luch, that we're lucha luring our way crazy out here. Lucha, Speed, lucha, lucha, lucha. Speedball Mike Bailey, who is having a career renaissance after he was banned from the US for you know visa violation reasons for five years. Oh. But he is back and he is like he is a mate. He is incredible. He is like a striker. He does like a lot of like martial arts kind of stuff and he is a phenomenal wrestler he is wrestling all fucking weekend i'll tell you that right now he's got Ooh. like five ten matches lined up uh a tjpw a two, tokyo joshi pro 10 woman tag is gonna happen uh will osprey has is confirmed to be on this show as well oh. crazy shit also Holy at 7 shit. p.m though uh josh barnett's blood sport nine as part of the fight TV collective package. If you like violent quasi MMA pro wrestling, Oh, blood sport, not watch blood sport. They've already announced Kota Ibushi versus speedball. Mike Bailey. Oh, fuck. Is that Kota Ibushi is coming back to wrestling after being out injured and then quitting new Japan over the course of the last like year. 
I he's coming no, back man. for I'm this weekend. So John Moxley, this is his favorite fucking indie show to work. Is Bloodsport? Right. Wow, John Moxley, who if you who will blade if you look at him wrong. <laughs> no oh, he's way. Gonna be, he's gonna be bleeding. I'll tell you that. Oh, he's gonna bring the blood God. to Bloodsport. Uh, Without John Moxley on that show, it's just sport. Yeah, it's just sport Marina, nine. Marina Schaffer versus Killer oh, Kelly is gonna problem. kick so much ass. That's uh, Jeff Cobb is gonna have a match as well all right and then oh uh, i don't know anything about this but it's free on youtube and like most of the shows i'm mentioning here all caribbean wrestling island vibes available Ooh. on 8 p.m eastern on thursday uh they got elijah burke and red velvet and queen aminata oh in there Ooh. not a, not a bad not probably not a bad lineup here not bad at all on youtube 11 p.m. on Thursday. So many of these shows are going on Thursday, so they don't have to compete with WWE. I know, with the thing itself. DDT goes Hollywood! DDT go. Oh. DDT's pro, DDT Pro Wrestling, uh, basically Japan's weird comedy bullshit promotion. Yes. You know, They're coming to Hollywood. Sex doll fights. I hope it gets extra weird. Yep. Also at 11 p.m. on these are two shows that are both on fight, by the way. DDT goes Hollywood, but also Impact in New Japan Pro Wrestling, Multiverse <gasps> United. Only oh, the shit. strong survive. Dude, fucking NJPW doing crossover with like with like American uh companies is so yeah. sick. Speedball Mike Bailey versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. How? Wait, is this, this Mike is Bailey has fucking three time? fucking matches in one shot in one day. Oh my day. god! Oh my fucking god! What an insane motherfucker! Josh Alexander versus Kushida for the Impact title. Holy Moose shit. versus Jeff Cobb and a big boys having a big boy oh, match. Jeff Cobb two again. Kenta versus Minoru Suzuki for the strong <gasps> open weight title. Murder Grandpa! They got a big old fucking X Division match and a big old fucking Impact title tag title match. Impact knockouts title match. Mickey James defends against Giselle Shaw, Deanna Perazzo, and Miyu Yamashita. Oh, crazy shit happened. Well, ain't that fucking exciting? Then at 3 a.m. on Thursday, what a bad spot for this. GCW for the culture. It is basically oh. a celebration of black wrestling. Like oh, the vast majority. Like yeah, Leo Rush, Two Cold Scorpio, Willie Mack. <gasps> they're they all the stars are here. Oh my Kenny King, God. gonna be great. That again, this that's all on fight as well. Friday, March 31st. If you're not dunned out yet, at 2 p.m. Eastern is Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F. Um well I don't know a lot about it, but it seemed last year it seemed like the hardcore wrestling show of the of the weekend. So the F stand for frick. Yeah. At 3 p.m. Eastern is TJPW live in Los Angeles. Uh Tokyo Joshi Pro. Yup, okay. If you watch AEW or you watched our arc with uh for the AEW women's tag title tournament. AEW has a lot of wrestler have brought over a lot of specifically Tokyo Joshi Pro wrestlers. You oh, just, you already know. The big the big match on this show is Mizuki and Yuka Sakazaki, the magical <gasps> sugar rabbit. Yuka Sakazaki, Yuka Sakazaki 
versus Maki Ito and Miyu oh. Yamashita. Oh shit! Oh, oh but, my yeah, god! Yeah, you get you like it's. I haven't watched enough TJPW to like be able to give you a real rundown here, but I tell you what. It's going to be a fun fucking show. And I'm marking it on my calendar of like, we're doing this. Oh my God. Then at 6 p.m. Eastern on fight. Uh, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say now, unless I say otherwise, everything I'm mentioning is available on, on fight. fight TV. Yeah. Fight TV, if you don't know, is basically like the hub for indie wrestling shows. It's yes. uh, got it. It's, it's like the, it's just an easy infrastructure for them all to use. And their iPay-per-view system works really great. Mm-hmm. So at 6 p.m. Eastern on Friday, GCW versus DDT. Holy shit. Oh my God. GCW running like 10 shows, G- DDT running two. Yeah. Speedball Mike Bailey is also has a match oh here. He is back. He is here for his fourth Somebody match of the stop weekend. Him. Somebody, Somebody stop fucking... this man. Oh my God. He's going to die. Uh, then. We get at seven, if if all of this GCW stuff is not to your particular liking for any particular reason, at Wait. 7 p.m. Eastern on Friday evening, Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor. The Super Card. We that have Madman TK. Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe for the TV title. Oh, Athena, Athena versus Yuka Sakazaki for the Yuka women's Sakazaki. title. The reach for the sky ladder match for the tag team titles. Oh my god. Now, if you're a big mainstream nerd, at 8 p.m. Eastern is Friday Night SmackDown, followed immediately by the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. Ah, ah, that is an option. Yeah. Or at 11 p.m. Eastern on Friday night, you can watch Joey Janela's Spring Break 7. Oh shit! I actually, I, I, I actually, actually, I will say I, I can't shit on this year's Hall of Fame too much. They're inducting Ray. I can't. I can't. They're inducting Ray Mysterio and Andy Kaufman. That. It's the craziest and ass. Ray Mysterio, Andy Kaufman, great the Great Muda, and, and and also and also a mysterious yet to be revealed referee for the first time ever. Crazy shit! But at eleven. This spring break, Joe Janela's spring break is basically the GCW crown event, the crowning event of GCW of these GCW collective weekends, right? You know, that's the crowning event. Yes, Joey Janela's spring break is like the event of the weekend. Well, goddamn. And let me read off these match card, this match to you. Yes, please tell us what makes it the event. Speedball Mike Bailey, fifth oh my- match, first, fifth match of the weekend. Five. Five. Speedball, stop it! Mike Bailey versus El Hijo de Del Vikingo. Fuck. Okay. And then Joey Janela versus Kota Ibushi. Oh my. Okay. And for the GCW Tag Team Championships, the Motor City Machine Guns versus oh. Nick Wayne and Jordan Oliver. Oh, what? Fuck. Okay, yep, nope, this is the card. This is the, this is the, damn. It, well, okay, it's it's the second the. There's another one that's also we'll get there. To me. We'll get there. I'm waiting. Then uh, 3 a.m. on Friday night is GCW emo fight. What the fuck that what is, I don't fuck? know. What in the world? Oh, GCW. also, I forgot. The spring break show, they've also announced Maki Ito and Nick Cage will both be on. <gasps> Nick Cage will also be at spring break. What? 
<gasps> Holy shit. That's so insane. Yeah. Saturday, April the 1st. On Peacock, NXT Stand and Deliver. I am hyped as fuck for this, actually. Yeah, that actually, NXT do be cooking. NXT is cooking right now, and I will happily tell everyone that will listen. Absolutely. Like, as is your way. NXT wife. is my favorite weekly wrestling show right now. Hell yeah, brother. Um, uh, then, mm, oh, I hate how this conflicts, is at 2 p.m. Eastern on Fight, Effie's Big Give Gay Brunt Yes! 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 Yeah, it's and I'm gonna watch both shows. It's gonna be good, but I'm I'm sad that they're happening at the same time. Yeah, I fucking love Effie, dude. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, if you don't know, the Big Gay Brunch is as you think it sounds. It's basically it's, a big celebration of of LGBTQ wrestlers. It's gay as fuck, bleed. It is. And we're now in a place. We're now now the shows are a little less affected by COVID guidelines. Yes, I know. Yeah, we, we don't watch, have we, we don't have. Uh, one, we watch the one deep right there in the smack dab of the pandemic. Yeah, we don't have. This uh, uh, oh shit! What's her name? Poyo, whatever. Um, oh yeah, because because she would have been working out of Florida, wasn't it? Where they did this? Yes, because that was when the that WrestleManias were pirate. In Tampa. That was pirate. Pirate main pirate mania. Pirate mania. Uh, oh, I just got that. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, that was um, the whole gimmick. They were the in the Buccaneers stadium. Yes, of course. Um, fucking, well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, El Pollo. It's not El Pollo Loco. It's, uh, I forget her. That's something. Name. Um, um, it, uh, it's, not, it's not her uh, vainly, uh, you know, to trying and trying to get people to fucking wear their masks. Well, just people just like, no. Yeah. Oh, God. So then at 7 p.m. Eastern on Peacock on Saturday, WrestleMania 39, night yeah, you one. Know, some, some little like indie show. Who the fuck cares? Who, who, who cares? I mean, I guess I'll just list the matches off. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown women's title. We don't know any of the nights on these shows except like the main, the main event. The main event, um, yeah. Raw, the Raw Women's Championship for Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Austin Ooh. Theory versus John Cena for the U.S. title. Which is so Gunter versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre for the IC title. Edge versus Finn Balor in Hell in a Cell. And heck in a sec. Heck in a sec. A four-way women's tag match. Uh, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez have qualified. We don't know anybody else yet. A fatal four-way men's tag match between the Street Profits, the Viking Raiders, the Alpha Academy, and Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Okay. The, the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Brock Lesnar versus Omos. Rise is... up, Omos Sapiens. Yeah, that, that, that shit's been memed to hell and back. Seth Rollins, speaking of memes, Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Yes. Yes. And Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus versus Damage Control. Oh, that's, ex I'm sure that, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I guess if you were like, I don't want to watch after WrestleMania, you're like, I need more matches. I need, I need more, more wrestling. wrestling for wrestling. Well, don't worry. At midnight on Saturday night, Gringo Locos, the world on Lucha 2. Oh. Do you want like a, a, a solid introduction into like Lucha Libre? 
there you go. It's got Gringo Loco. It's got Psycho Clown. Psycho Clown is for the kids. You need that's that's what you need to know. Uh, Doink. It's got Babyface Doink. It's he. It's got Heho Del Vikingo. It's got the Laredo Kid. Good shit. Oh my god. Then Sunday, April second, uh, at three p.m. Eastern is the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame ceremony. Oh, oh I didn't hall. know was a thing. Uh, uh maybe it's but brand new. They are they are inducting Christopher Daniels, cheerleader hey. Melissa, Jimmy Jacobs, and Michael Modest. I know three of those people. I know one of those people. Hey, and then WrestleMania night two, 7 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, on Sunday, excuse me. The one match we know for sure that is taking place on Sunday, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. For the uwu undisputed yeah. wwe universal championship cody rhodes about to be like a dwindlewin in my soul. soul i am champion uwu yes so oh uh, i didn't i don't think i mentioned the wrestlecon show is available on the high spots network uh, everything else is on fight so, ev- literally like, everything yeah uh, i mean oh uh, also poil del mar I, I i just remembered haha all right yeah uh-huh. so that is what's coming up this weekend. Uh, wow. So much that's, goddamn wrestling. That's a um, lot of wrestling, Austin. It is. Uh, I I don't think I've ever watched all of the shows. I don't think it's possible. I think, like, you need a fucking, like, time machine. And I, way too much goddamn time. I, I need to, next year, I need to, like, take days off of work just for WrestleMania you mad weekend. Man. You utter madman. <laughs> I mean, like, don't i mean like march 30th 31st i need off i'm saying you off. are you're an insane person but also i respect that i, I respect the dedication just to, just, i just, I never. just to stay home and watch wrestling literally Holy all day shit, but dude. the lineup is nuts this year um Holy if fuck. any of those shows interest you again they're like 20 to 30 dollars a piece all i don't guys. i don't have i don't have the, the specific WrestleMania comes free with a Peacock subscription. Like, it does. It does. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of wrestling. If you're willing to pay some money for yeah. to check out some wrestling, there is so many goddamn options this week. Oh, yeah. Please, God, do your do yourselves a favor. Check some of this shit out, guys. It's great. And hey, you know, if you if you like hearing us ramble about wrestling, you know, we do talk about this shit sometimes on the Twitter and, you know, the voices carry over. So like, yeah. you know, we we bring our signature style to the Twitter. Yeah. Sorry, so if, sorry to all of you who sat there for like 20 minutes as I nah, ran down like third like 15 shows. I'm fucking um, here for it. That's oh man, I just I went through an experience with that. It was religious. <laughs> um yeah, no, but anyway, for all of that coverage and more, check us out on the Twitter at noobs and not I I, I am determined to live tweet the spring break this spring break this year. You I started it better. I started I did a little bit last year, but it's it's I unfortunately have adapted to a completely normal bedtime schedule. So Boo. so like I like fell asleep too early into that show. Boo. but tweeting anyway. out weird shit at 2 a.m was very fun i'll give you that i want to see like austin's fucking like red bull fueled uh 3 a.m spring break twitter ranting that's what yeah. i that's what i'm here for but anyway yeah, 
I think, uh, I think, I guess for me personally, I'm probably like spring break, the big gay brunch. Absolutely. TJPW. Yes. Uh, I definitely want to watch that. Probably impact the impact and impact and NJPW multiverse United are strong. That's only so the strong insane. survive. That's um, so fucking insane. That, uh, you know, I've always heard good things about blood sport and for the culture, but I've never watched either of those regular events so probably i probably want to hop on that um it's it's tough because i kind of want to just watch all of it but no i don't blame you i too want to watch all of it but also holy shit burn myself the hell and fuck out Um, yeah austin's like i'm never watching wrestling again that has actually happened to me trying to keep up with w like wrestlemania just following wwe's wrestlemania weekend i've burned myself out before trying to follow like it was like takeover wrestlemania raw smackdown just been night 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 it's oh it's tough my it's god it's tough. the the super card of honor want to watch that holy shit oh my god insane shit fuck mm. dude anyway so yeah all that mm. on the tweeter uh, mm. uh if you want to get in super direct contact with us you can um uh you can find us we have an email address too ain't that neat uh, you can email us at noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word and, knockoutspod at gmail.com. Come say hi to us there. Tell us what you think about the show. Tell us things you want us, you want us to see us cover on the show. Um, uh, tell us how fucking based in Red Pill our hot takes are, how lame and stupid you think they are. Either way, start that, start that good old discourse. Just, just. Just come say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com. And of course, finally, if you want to kind of help out the show a little bit, uh, you can find us on Patreon. Hey, we got a Patreon. Ain't that cool? The link for that is in our Twitter. We are also the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. $1 a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. Shout out, as always, to friend of the show, uh, the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith, for all of his uh, his support of our show. Uh, and, and, you know, it means a lot to us. If you want to jump on with our boy, Kyle, enjoy some perks and, and, you know, help out the show a little bit, uh, just a singular one, one little dollary do is all it takes to get a little bit of that sweet, sweet parasocial recognition from your boys here. And, 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 you know, you get the, the, the bragging rights. If I get to listen to, to this fucking show before anybody else does, <laughs> um, either way, uh, it helps out the show immensely. If you're so inclined, greatly appreciated. Uh, noobs the knockouts podcast on patreon once again the link for that is in our twitter see y'all next time hasta luego